0: Amen. Say it with me. The Word of God God is alive. alive. The Word of God God is powerful. powerful. The Word of God God. is sharper than any two-edged sword. This day day I will be fed fed. the uncompromised Word of the living God. I open my heart, I I open my ears, and I will receive... The engrafted word. Engrafted word. And it will, it will change my life. I'll never be the same. Never, be the same. Never, 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 never. Will I be the same. Be the same. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So we're doing a little series on the authority of the believer. And let me just kind of bring you up to date where we've been. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions... And over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, when Jesus says, nothing's going to hurt you, he means what he says. We understand that there is a spiritual force in the earth this day, and it is the spirit of fear. But the Bible says that God didn't give us a spirit of fear. But he gave us a spirit of power, and of love, and of a sound mind. So you and I, once we become armed with the Word of God, we don't have to fear anything or anyone. The only one we must fear is God. And that's not a daunting fear. That is a reverential fear. That is a fear and a reverence toward our King and our Lord. Now, we left off last week that if we said, if we are going to overcome fear, we must saturate ourselves with the Word of God. We must be armed with the Word. So, why? So that we can resist the devil when it comes, when he comes. And so that we can have an answer to fear when it walk, when it knocks on the door of our life. It's like one person said, fear knocked and faith answered. See, so you've got to know what the Word of God says in any circumstance in life. And the next thing we talked about, and I want to begin in John chapter seventeen, verse twenty three. Let's look over there. John seventeen twenty three. It is so important to have a working revelation of how much your heavenly father loves you. John seventeen twenty three. Ready? Let's read, guys. Go ahead. Did you notice that the scripture says that our father loves us as much as he loves Jesus. John said it like this. He said, and we have known and believed that the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in God dwelleth in love and love in him. And then in the 18th verse of first John four, it says, there is no fear in love. Or, dread does not exist in love. But this perfect love that we have on the inside of us, and getting a revelation of how much our Father loves us, here's what it does. It casts out all fear. Or, it turns fear out of doors. It dispels every trace of terror. See, Having a revelation of how much he loves us will cause you to have zero fear in your life. No fear of the future because my father loves me. No fear of terrorism because he's got my back. No fear of the economy going up and down. Why? Because he is my father and my father loves me. And there is no good thing that my Father will not withhold from me. Because I'm going to walk uprightly and do my level best to walk in the Spirit and to walk with Him every day of my life. And at the end of the day, I know that everything is going to be all right. I know that this situation that I may be going through is going to turn around because I serve my father. He loves me and he is the God of the turnaround. And there is no weapon that may be formed against me that's going to prosper because my father says their righteousness is of me. And there's no evil that's going to befall me. Neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. Nothing is going to overtake me because I am an overcomer in him. Amen. 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 Say this with me. Love, Love loves, me. Loves, me. My loves me. My father loves me. See, the Bible says that I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed out begging for bread. When I understand this love that he has for me, even though it might pass up my knowledge, even though it might pass up my understanding, I can bank on this fact, that when this love overtakes me, And the eyes of my understanding are flooded with light concerning how much he loves me. I have peace in the midst of turbulent times. Not only that, but I have his presence. And I then, and you can become a person wholly filled and flooded with love himself. Love in the morning. Love in the noontime. Love all day long. Peace in the morning. Peace in the noontime. Peace all day long. Oh, glory to God. Lord, we pray that you'd fill us with a revelation of your love. Love loves me, and love loves you. And if love be for me, who can be against me? There's nothing going to separate you. There's nothing going to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, my Lord. And as a, as a result, I can say, I'm more than a conqueror through Him that loves me. Say it real strong the love of God. The love of God. is shed abroad abroad, in my heart heart, and love love has lifted me and love love loves loves me. Listen, friend, there's no rejection in the love of God. There's simply being accepted in the beloved. There's no fear in the love of God. There's no worry in the love of God. You know, Jesus said something very clear to us. He told us not to worry about what we're going to eat. How many of you had something to eat before you came to church? How many are going to eat after church? You know what that is? That's love being good to you. Hallelujah. See, love supplies all your needs. Love provides. So he said, now look. Don't sweat what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. Love says to us today that if I clothe the lilies of the field, I'm going to see to it that you and your loved ones have clothing. Love says, don't worry about what you're going to put in your mouth. He says, I feed birds by the billions worldwide every day. And then he says, you're a whole lot better than a bird. He said, how much more will your heavenly father, how much more will love feed you? How much more will love clothe you? So stop the worry, stop the fearing of the future and get in faith and get in confidence that your future is bright because the love of God is on your side. And he sums up that dissertation in Matthew 6 by saying, look, therefore, take no thought saying, you see, the way that we take the thoughts of the evil one, the way that fear comes into our lives is we meditate on it. And we start saying things that are contrary to love's word for us. He says, take, therefore, no thought saying, what am I going to eat? What am I going to drink? Or wherewithal shall I be clothed? Listen, if you're not going to take the thoughts of the evil one, you better learn to take the thoughts of the one who loves you. You can take his thoughts. You can think the thoughts of God. And one thought from your heavenly father can change your life forever. You see, these thoughts in that Bible are filled with power. They're filled with life. They're filled with glory. They're filled with the ability to change your circumstance. I'm going to think the thoughts of God. I'm going to speak the words of God. You and I must learn the language of the redeemed. The language of the redeemed is not like the language of this world. The language of this world is filled with fear, doubt, and worry. But the language of the redeemed is filled with health. It is filled with life. It is filled with love. It is filled with optimism. It is filled with faith. It's filled with courage. And so take heart. Your future is bright because love is on your side. Take heart, heart of the bay. Your future is bright because love is in you. Love is for you and love goes before you. See, because I know and because we know and we are fully persuaded in this great love that he has for us, we can have confidence toward our future. You see, God does not want your knees knocking when you think about the future. God wants you to look forward to your future with a great anticipation of faith. And if you're a person that is prone to worry, if you're a person that is prone to carry the cares of this world on your shoulder, get rid of them. Do yourself a favor. Do people around you a favor. And stop trying to carry the weight of the world on your shoulders. Somebody says, yeah, but I've made mistakes. Yeah, but the blood of Jesus is greater than your mistakes. And here's what God is saying to many of you this morning. Just cast all your care upon me. Just give it to me. You know why? Because I care for you. I'm your father and I love you. You're my son and you're my daughter. And I'll take care of you but give me something to work with. I believe that's what the Lord is saying. Give me your faith. Give me your confidence. You see, when you roll your cares over on the Lord, I believe that you'll even be in a position to live longer on the earth. Amen. Let me like, make a couple quotes to you that I, I have written down in my notes. Are you still here? Yes. Say with me, I cast all my care. I cast all my care. The weight of all my worries. Yes. Over on, over on Him. Another thing that Jesus said in Mark 4, 19, He said that the cares of this world will enter in and it will choke the Word of God. You don't want the Word choked out of your life. Therefore, you've got to stop worry. You've got to nip that sucker in the bud. You've got to resist that fear and say, you know what? God is on my side. You know, one man said that worry... Is a thin stream of fear trickling through our mind. He said, if it continues, it cuts a channel into which all other thoughts are drained. At John Hopkins University, one doctor said this We do not know why it is that worriers die sooner than non-worriers, but that is a fact. He said, I who am simple of mind think I know. He said, We are not inwardly constructed. Or fashion for fear. We are inwardly created in God for faith. We're not inly inwardly constructed in our brains, in our cell. You ever, you gotta buy everybody a pizza just for that? God made us that way. Say it with me, I'm not fashioned. I'm not fashioned for fear. I'm fashioned for faith. And you know what? Faith is a victory. I said, faith is the victory. And it overcomes the world. It overcomes the flesh. It overcomes the devil. And you have been given a mountain, a measure of mountain moving faith. Turn me to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. And so, you know what we can do? We can face our future with faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says this. Now faith is... Or now the word of God is, it is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Now, faith has to do with two things here in this verse. Number one, faith is the evidence of things not seen. So, faith has to deal with the unseen realm, does it not? And that's why he said, we walk and we regulate our lives by faith and not by sight. Amen? When things don't look good on the outside, we just look into the perfect law of liberty and things always look good in God. But not only does faith deal with the unseen, faith also deals with our future. Look at this verse. He said, now faith is, or now the word of God is, the substance. Now something that is substantial has materiality. Something that has substance is like a foundation. Let me read it to you like this. Now the word of God is the foundation of things hoped for. Say it with me. Now the word of God is, is, it is the foundation foundation of those things things which which we hope for. Now you can hope for a bright future because faith is your foundation. You can hope for a bright future because the Word of God is your substance. You can hope for, with a confident, favorable expectation, for an awesome future because faith is on the inside of you and the Word of God will hold you up. Now listen, when you are in faith, you'll always expect the best. See hope is a confident favorable expectation. So when I am in faith, I have a confident favorable expectation of a bright future. Amen. So faith then expects the best. Guess what fear expects? Fear always expects the worst. Now which category do you want to find yourself under? I desire to find myself under the category of faith where I am expecting, I am believing for the best possible outcome in my life. See, God's interested in your life. And he wants you to have confidence that in your life, things will turn out for his glory. Look with me at Jeremiah chapter 29, if you would, this morning. And I want us to notice verse 11. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11, say this with me, if Satan can't scare me, me, he cannot stop me. me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can't be stopped if the enemy can't scare you. Now notice with me in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, you know, God has got some thoughts that he thinks about you and he thinks about me. You know, when he sees me, he sees me through eyes of love. He doesn't see what I used to be. He doesn't see what I used to do. But he sees me through the blood of Jesus Christ. God does not see us with eyes of wrath. He sees us with eyes of kindness. He doesn't see you and and look down at you and say, Oh, brother. Look at this fool here. Look at this fool here. I used to work at NSP in Minneapolis and there was this young man from North Minneapolis. He used to walk in, look at me and say, look at this fool here. And I said, who, me? But God doesn't look at you like you're a fool. You know what? I'm so glad that he's a God of faith. And he always declares, glory to God, the end from the beginning. And I found a verse of scripture about Mark Thomas. You know what it is? It's in Psalms. It says, Mark, the perfect man. (laughs) And you know what? The rest of it says, in the end of that man is peace. Woo, glory. (laughs) Hallelujah. God doesn't look at all those parking tickets you used to do and used to have. God does not see you through eyes of wrath. He sees you through eyes of love. Through eyes of patience. Listen, friends. Love believes the best of every person. That comes straight from the throne of love. Love believes the best about you. And you know something else? Love is not impatient with you. Thank God. We could say it this way. Thank love. I am glad that my father is long suffering. He doesn't believe the worst of you. He believes the best of you. He sees you through eyes of kindness. He's not impatient with you. If he'd been impatient with us, man, we'd all be crispy critters. And I'm not talking about before Christ, I'm talking about after Christ. Thank God he's long suffering. He's patient. He endures long with us, he's kind. He's not counting up our trespasses against us. He simply wants us to align with his word. And his word will put us over in every area of life. Think about that. Love loves you. He sees you with eyes of grace. With eyes of kindness. You know what else he sees? He sees your future. He sees things about your life that have not happened yet. And he's trusting that you will trust him and have confidence enough in him to put your faith in him so that his plan can be completely fulfilled in your life. Isn't that awesome? Your future is bright. Our future is not full of wrath. We're not going down the tubes. We're not going under. America is not going under. America is going over. Hallelujah. He sees your future. For some of you, he sees your future mate. He sees your future financial situation. He doesn't see you on welfare the rest of your life. He sees you tithing. He sees you bringing offerings. He sees you walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. Listen, folks, God's never, ever going to give up on you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Glory to God. In In Jeremiah 29, verse 11, he says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. God thinks God thoughts about you. And he says, the thoughts that I'm thinking about you, they're thoughts of peace. Now that word peace there means shalom. Everyone say shalom. shalom. When God thinks thoughts concerning you and me, his thoughts are thoughts of shalom, which means this, total well-being. All right. yes, Perfect well-being. And like one writer says, he sees us with nothing missing and he sees us with nothing broken. You may be broken today, but God sees you whole. Listen very carefully. Take what God sees and put yourself in a position to be made whole again in every area of your life. Now, God is thinking those thoughts. God is saying those words about us. We need to start thinking what he thinks and start saying what he says. Notice this. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. The Amplified says, for your final outcome. God gives us great hope in our final outcome. So there's nothing to fear, there's nothing to dread. Don't be afraid. God will take care of you look at with me at Deuteronomy chapter 11 and I want us to notice in verse 21 something that's really awesome you know the whole context of Deuteronomy 11 if you took time to read the first 21 verses and we won't take time to do that this morning you will see that there are conditions that God has in place for his people And the main condition that God has in place for His people is that they hear His word, hearken to it, and obey it. And that they do their very best to walk in the will of God and to walk in the plan of God. Listen, when you do that, not only will it impact your life, but will it impact, it will impact the lives of people around you. Now I want you to notice in verse 21, did you wear your shouting clothes today? Here is the result of an obedient life. Here is the result of a man or a woman that will dare think the thoughts of God, that will operate in faith and have a confident, favorable expectation. Here it is. Ready, read. Go ahead and read. Now, I want everyone reading it and reading it loud. Ready, read. That your days may be multiplied and the days of your children in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers to give them as the days of heaven. Now, notice he didn't say the days of torment upon the earth or the days of worry upon the earth. You see, God's will is for us to have days of heaven upon the earth. And let me quote to you something Peter said. He said, he that would love life and see good days. How many of you love life? I love life. How many of you want to see good days? Those aren't good days when you're nervous, are they? Those aren't good days when you're fretting about the future, are they? But he that would love life and he that would see good days, that's all of us. It says, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. In other words, if we're going to live life that we love and see good days, we must align our mouths up with the good word of God and say what God's word says in spite of what we feel, in spite of what we see, in spite of how things are going in the natural realm. Now turn with me to Ephesians in chapter 2. And I want us to look at verses 5 through 10 in the Amplified Version. Say it with me. I have no fear, I have no fear in, my life in my life because I'm getting, because I'm getting a greater revelation, greater revelation and a greater understanding, greater understanding of, just of just how much He loves me. He loves me. You know, there's a Young preacher coming up in the ranks in the kingdom of God, His name is Jeremy Pearson's, and he's doing a teaching on John 3:16 on Copeland's this past week, and he's taken John 3:16 and he's emphasized two words: God so loved, so loved. He so loved the world. How many of you remember when you met your mate for the first time, and you started dating, and you started going out? You so loved your, your, your wife-to-be. Some of you so loved your wife-to-be that you couldn't think straight. Some of you so loved your husband-to-be or your wife-to-be that you got kind of goo-goo-eyed. You could say you were crazy about her or you were crazy about him. Well, listen, friends. God's crazy about you. It's crazy love. And that's why he gives you crazy favor. He so loves you. That's a good confession to make. Say it with me. He so loves me. I so love my wife. She so loves me that she made lunch for me today. I was so excited on July 22nd, 1977 in Pawnee County at the Ski D Assemblies of God. I was so excited to say I do. I was so excited that I got lost and couldn't find the church, literally. And the town is about a block and a half long. I just kept going around and around and around and around in circles. In the middle of the square there, there was Chief, and, Chief Bacon Ryan and Colonel Walters. And I kept going around, around, around. I know I was supposed to turn, but I was so excited. Because I'm so in love. And God is so excited to meet your needs. He's so excited to lift you. He's so excited to bless you. Because he's crazy about you. He loves you. I was so excited that I came prepared to my wedding because I had heard a story and a tradition that Ricky and Randy her brothers had that once the reception was over they were going to take Brenda and put her in a wheelbarrow and take her up and down Main Street but you can't fool a good man I was so excited that I went out and bought what are those things called? handcuffs and I hooked one on me and hooked one on her and we headed for the car and they tried to grab her and I said no she's so mine you get your hands off of her because I so love her she's with me and God's got a grip on your life he's got one hand on you and when the devil comes against you no weapon formed against you is going to prosper he's my son he's my daughter I so love them you got to back off and you've got to get away Come on, somebody, shout. Woo! Woo, hallelujah. I so love you. I so love you. I've got such a bright future for you. My hand is so upon you. You're so healed, you're so prosperous, you're so rich. You're so righteous. You are so redeemed. Ooh, glory to God. God so loved you. If you'd have been the only person in the entire universe that Jesus would come to save, he would have done it just for you. Man, that's good news. And you know, the neat thing about it is is even when things just don 't seem to go our way, and even though you know in the midst of something, it seems like plans change, listen, God knows what 's best for you. Yeah. Love knows best, because love sees the end from the beginning. He sees your future, and he says that your future is bright, so just trust me. Some of the things that you may Some of the things that you might be going through may seem like detours, but they are my divine will working on your behalf. So rest in me and trust in me and give it all to me, and I will take you to the other side, and your future shall be very bright. Hallelujah. Sometimes we wonder, maybe why we didn't get that job, why we didn't get that promotion. Why we didn't marry this person or that person. Listen, friends, God is working on your behalf. He's working for you, and he wants to work through you. In closing Trinity, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 5 through 6. Look at your neighbor and say, my future is so bright. My future is so bright. <laughs> Ooh, my and I would like to look at it in the Amplified Version, if we could, verses 5 through 10. Oh, hallelujah! So bright, so good, so God. In the Amplified Version, if we could. When we were dead, He gave us the very life of Christ. He quickened us. He did this because of His grace and His favor and His mercy. We didn't deserve, us, deserve it. But we are saved and we are partakers of His salvation. Verse 6. And He raised us up together and He made us sit together. Now notice, with joint seating with Him in the heavenly sphere because of Jesus, the Anointed One. Verse 7. Listen, friends. Your future is not only bright on this earth, but your future is so bright in heaven. Glory to God. Through the eternity of eternities, our future will just go brighter and brighter and brighter. The path of the just is getting brighter and brighter. Amen? Amen. Notice this. He did this that he might clearly demonstrate through the ages. In this age right now, to come. Everyone read it with me. The immeasurable, limitless, surpassing riches of his frayed grace. His unmerited favor. His kindness and goodness of heart toward us in Christ Jesus. Now move to verse 10. Are you ready to give God some praise today? I believe that the Spirit of God has said about everything he wants to say to you this morning. But in closing, I want to just remind you that there are paths for you to walk in on this earth. And these paths are preordained from before the foundation of the world. And if you will trust him and not fear your future, but have faith in God for your future, you will walk out and live out the plan of God and you'll live your full days. Amen. Notice with me, let's read it together. For we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus born anew, that we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time, that we might walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have prearranged golden paths for us to walk in.